listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. I done been through a whole lot. Trial, tribulation, but I know God. Satan want to put me in a bow tie. Pray that the holy water don't go dry. Yeah, yeah. As I look around me, so many motherfuckers want to down me. But in the what? That's not right. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's something like in the little river they found me anyway but enemy gonna never drown me and then in front of a dirty double mirror they found me and i love myself hey welcome to the blackout test podcast your host rod and and we are uh in the house on a tuesday tuesday before our game of thrones recap mm-hmm. which will be tomorrow at seven with miss smart from whiskey wine and moonshine mm-hmm. so it should be a pretty fun pretty fun show um also uh the show is able to be found on itunes and stitcher just search the blackout tips leave us five star reviews and we'll read them on the air as long as they're nice the official weapon of the show is the taser and the unofficial sport is bullet ball and bullet ball extreme and uh today's podcast isn't brought to you by anybody guys okay all right it's just a regular ass podcast hope you're ready to get into some podcasting um <laughs> i really should shout out sponsor you know what tweaked audio there you guys go tweaked audio is the maker of some fine handcrafted earbuds if you're listening to this you're probably listening to this on some earbuds yes you are you know you're probably and they got all kinds i mean mm-hmm. they got the kind that come with uh like the wireless joints mm-hmm. they got the kind that come with mics they fit in your ears they got the around the ears they got mm-hmm. the he-gones mm-hmm. uh they got all kinds uh the hellers um they have ah! I, th- I feel like some black people must work there for the name of these but uh i feel like uh you should go there put in code tbgwt why because you get i mean and that's not put in code tbgwt why should you do that because you get 33 percent off of your headphones plus free shipping on your order and it comes with a lifetime warranty mm-hmm. tweakedaudio.com make sure you hit them up uh get your mic and non-mic versions of all these different headsets and flourish okay it's so worth it y'all because lord knows i have used that i have tested that warranty roger can tell you it works yep if you test something up you just let them know and you send it back you know they'll send you a new pair uh so yeah it's coming with that warranty make sure you read the warranty but it's it's out there for you yeah for you know because some of you listening to us right now i bet you be fading in one end out the other so yeah. go ahead and get you some new headphones all right let's uh get into the news all kinds of news is happening uh let's see what should we talk about first um i guess we can keep it sexy like we've been doing the last few shows okay uh usher's side chick accuser wants 40 million dollars now the cost of the brick went up the cost of the brick went up Mm -hmm. that's right uh she wants 40 million dollars because she tested positive for herpes now Mm -hmm. and you know what i understand i understand too because she's like i might not have fucked you if i would have known this and allegedly that he is uh allegedly uh the bridesmaid of his wife of his ex-wife tamika raymond is uh the woman that's accusing him oh that's pretty uh that's pretty epic mm. a bridesmaid at least it wasn't a maid of honor i guess come on but still 
a bridesmaid come on i shouldn't have no no Ooh, i know tamika somewhere sitting around in the house just angry as hell right now. Me outside. how about that and i wouldn't blame her wouldn't blame her at all right i bet you said the best shit i could have ever did was leave you damn usher that's messy as fuck bro right um but yeah apparently um uh that's what at least she claims to a woman sued him for 10 million that woman claims she slept with usher protected in april and he didn't disclose his diagnosis now according to tmz the same woman allegedly received a positive herpes test results she wants a whopping 20 million dollars uh the 20 million is for negligence battery and emotional distress mm-hmm. oh the top said 40 but it sounded like 20 so far no comment from usher nor his wife grace miguel who must be pissed off to hear about this woo woo you know she is livid and you know grace know if he got herpes or not so she know if it's true right and she might be positive mm-hmm. i mean you know she might not have disclosed it right Mm-mm-mm. the evil that is done in the dark will one day come to light that's my old grandma black woman saying <laughs> for the day <laughs> you talk about me being country what is done in the sheets will be done in the streets one day that's what i say <laughs> uh speaking of streets and the sheets rick ross talked about uh he got interviewed um and he was talking about on the on the breakfast club the home of ignorance um where people go to do messy ass interviews or say shit that pisses everybody off right feel like that's the the under what should be underneath it anyway he uh apparently said that um the only thing he's missing in his in his rap war chest of rappers at his label is uh a female rapper a fem c and uh he discussed um they asked him like well how you know would you get a, a rapper and he said uh, a female rapper you said she'll have to let him fuck a couple times what mm-hmm. he said it's on the air mm-hmm. 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 and then you wonder why some of the best female mcs like like that are really smart and intelligent are like you know what i'm good let me go get a job let me go do something else because i'm trying to fuck everybody to get it there yeah i'm just saying um he said you know i never did it because i always thought i would end up fucking fe- uh, the female rapper the fucking and fucking the business up he said above above charlemagne's cackling outburst for the answer i'm so focused on my business you know i gotta be honest with you she looking good i'm spending so much money on her photo shoots i gotta fuck a couple times you don't own her nigga uh this rapper that he has not signed uh, you know one of the things i would say i mean one that's a really weird thing to say as a dude that's been accused that rapped about sexual assaulting somebody um slipping some drinks into her uh mm-hmm. some drugs into her drink and then fucking them while they passed out he said that in a rap uh and and mostly like he lost his adidas sponsorship i think but he mostly got the slide on that he still is around um what i do find kind of interesting though is um a lot of the shit that deals with art like music and whether it's and i'm not just saying hip-hop but we're talking about hip-hop at the moment but music uh acting things of this nature people people really have such a low standard of professionalism right because technically you're you're you run a business you own a bit and then when this nigga gets sued right or when something happens they're gonna all turn on this woman and be like bitch you ain't know what it was da 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 but 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 real talk why would if he worked at um 
hewlett packard and we're doing an interview you wouldn't be talking about yeah we might get a woman in our management team i mean she gotta let me fuck a couple times i'm gonna be spending all this money on her training people will be like are you crazy man like you fired for that but because it's music it's like seen as a, a different it's a different level of professionalism so niggas think they can get away with it but this falls back into something i've been talking about for a long time and i will continue to talk about it black dudes in the public eye just do not have the training it seems like to t- discuss this shit because white people just white dudes who are just as fucked up don't do not take me right. do not take this as some type of right. excuse they for white people the same way they are just as fucked up if not more fucked up but they just know not to say certain shit right you just don't catch them saying shit like this like you think axel rose wouldn't fuck somebody like or whatever pick some white dude that's in power at one of these right one they probably wouldn't even do an interview with some messy people come on like they probably wouldn't even be on howard stern and shit but let's nope. say they were and howard stern made some question about like well, what's gonna take to get a female on you they wouldn't be like well i gotta fuck her a couple of times some of these niggas be straight up rapist and they wouldn't say that shit because they know it's stupid but yeah this is this is when i read it i just was like that's stupid right that's why people go on there though because they say stupid shit right and if i was a woman and they happen to be over anything sponsoring him or associated to him cut that shit off if you're a man i mean like like you know I, what i'm saying right but like, i'm I, not trying to find the fucking standard so low i don't expect right. dudes to walk away if i was a woman fuck you nigga right because if men walked away he wouldn't have said the fuck shit in the first place i i agree i'm just saying it it it, it, it would take people raising and no one's gonna raise a real stink like this because the standards are low you know um so as a as a, as a dude and, and a rapper and a black dude it, it is lower people will be like well at least he didn't say he raped her he said he he just said he fuck her okay so I mean right. that's trending up for uh, us. Yeah, so your boss fucking you, the person in power fucking you, that you all right with that? Right. <sighs> and that's the question, and that's one of the reasons I really fuck with that show sometimes because that's the question from the woman co-host. What? And the uh, one dude is laughing, you know, they're laughing and I, and I mean I guess you know if she feels like that's fine, that's fine, but I don't know how that can fly on their show, but at yeah, the same I- time that's their show and that's why. That shit is way more popular. Right. Um, than ours. And, I mean, if we have yeah. a ceiling because we don't do that, I am content with, with having a ceiling. I'm not trying to be funny. I am content with everybody not loving us. I am fine with that. And honestly, I don't like messy people to tell you the truth. So it's one of them things where I'm cool not being messy. Yeah. She just, you know, like, I feel like it's a lot of pressure on Angela Yee because you can't, you don't want to be the downer you know you don't want to be the one that's always has to be like boys guys come on but at the same time like some of this shit is just blatantly disrespectful to women and then they just had to sit there I, and it's not just this show it's a lot of shows like this they have a woman on but she's not really there to have an opinion Mm-mm. and god forbid she say some shit that makes the guests feel uncomfortable the dude's gotta rush in and make the people feel comforted again mm-hmm. um yeah because um if anybody ever listened to us over the over the years yeah we grow we listen to other shows right it's been people that we listen to we go no 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 what you saying some fucked up shit we can't fuck with you no more right um so at any rate um pittsburgh officials may have deflected attention from lead contaminated water not flint michigan pittsburgh yeah that lead, that lead water shit is all across the country i don't know why people it's it, it's in more places than people think 
yeah environmental racism too is affecting a lot of black people right all over the country so that's why i ain't never said clean the fucking water and change the pipes and shit like that health officials in a major american city downplayed dangers of lead of lead contamination in flint and water even as even as officials in flint michigan faced a criminal investigation according to a report obtained by the guardian residents in pittsburgh pennsylvania were given misleading statements by health officials who deflected attention from lead contaminated water according to the audit the engineer who helped uncover the lead contamination crisis in flint warned that the scandal there had undermined trust in drinking water and claimed the pittsburgh report was a warning that similar mistakes could be repeated come on including the failure of oversight by officials at the environmental protection agency the road to flint was paved with the nexus of complacency said virginia tech engineer mark edwards nobody give a fuck water utilities were cheating epa was looking the other way the health departments were all too happy to let that occur because they wanted to keep their focus on lead paint this is the one sort lead lead source that is government owned government control and directly affects a product intended for human consumption said edwards right right the shit needs to be dug up and the pipes need to be replaced five officials in flint were charged with involuntary manslaughter after investigation accused them of not doing enough to warn the public of the spread of legionella bacteria part of the water chemistry struggle that resulted in flint's lead tainted water in total 17 officials in flint faced criminal charges uh they have no one's gone to jail yet no one had trial yet they won't under not under this administration they don't give a fuck pittsburgh discovered lead contamination in residents water almost a year ago after the water utility switched chemicals it used to control metal corrosion the circumstances mirror those in flint though the water the city's water troubles have received significantly less national attention i've been an elected official now for almost 12 years and i've seen a lot said chelsea wagner uh, author of the report and the controller of allegheny county where pittsburgh is the seat uh, but i think this is the worst thing i've ever seen post-industrial pittsburgh has remade itself as a tech hub the city recently received attention for its willingness to experiment with companies such as uber however elected officials have faced ongoing criticism after it was revealed that the water brought the water bought by residents from pittsburgh water and sewer authority had high levels of lead like in flint plumbing in many homes in pittsburgh is connected to water mains with old lead lines the those lines can transfer lead to drinking water especially when water chemistry is altered the guardian has seen a uh, seen a draft copy of the controller's report the health department refused to comment on the report before it was made public however in a written response to the report the health department said the audit reaches faulty conclusions and is fraught with inaccuracies regarding the data presented the health department called the report misleading and biased and potentially dangerous mm-hmm. wagner's review of the county health department's actions came after she discovered her own children aged five and eight have been drinking water with high lead lo- levels pwsa tested her drinking water and found lead levels of 27 parts per billion almost twice the legal limits of 15 parts per billion no level of lead is safe for human co- consumption right and it's one of the things where if you go back and you i forgot i think i don't know if i watched a documentary or you watched a documentary with me and they was talking about lead paint and how years ago they didn't have no laws banning lead paint so in a, in the brown neighborhoods they would have lead paint everywhere and the paint would chip off the walls and a lot of times the children would consume it and shit like that and lead paint 
affects your behavior it affects uh your, your mental capability as you grow and all that shit so you had a bunch of black children who was consuming high levels of lead going into the school system and it was like well your children are unruly but no they're just having side effects from the goddamn lead paint right oh man that's terrible right like like and the, and the thing that frustrates me like this shit can be corrected if people cared right but they won't care right um yeah maybe some people gotta go to jail and they got but now you gotta go see who's sick if anyone's dying you know maybe you caught this early enough to do something about it maybe you didn't who knows right and it's gonna be one of them things where them people going you know because pittsburgh is basically going through a regentrification so yeah you let some of them white hipsters break out in the rash or or fuck around and die the them pipes get replaced right uh publicly the health department said our data shows that we are testing more children to have fewer children and that fewer children have high levels of lead the report said but the health department later told auditor's office that such tests likely undercount the problem because testing is done somewhat randomly and not required further children in pittsburgh the worst er- affected area were actually being tested less frequently even though more children countywide received tests no shit and children living in areas served by the water utility appear to have a higher rate of lead exposure than those living in surrounding areas which is probably where they went to the surrounding like see folks nothing to see here no bitch you need to test the people that are being affected the report also criticized specific cases the health department argued that water has never been found to be the primary source of lead exposure for children with lead poisoning but in one instance high level high lead levels were found in the water and not followed up instead the investigators blamed lead tainted dust and look took no further water samples that's still a problem what are we talking about here right that's sad that's fucked up uh people gonna die right right uh let's see what else happened uh frank darabont who's in uh i believe he's an actor or showrunner on walking dead um yeah he's a show he was a was a showrunner on walking dead um his abusive walking dead email sparked mixed reaction around hollywood you've turned me into a raging asshole the one-time showrunner ran it in missives uh relate revealed in his amc lawsuit but industry reaction is not consistent across the board you can hear his heart bleeding for his vision as a director uh, it won come on now it won a nigga complained about any fucking thing is you nigga ought to just be happy that somebody looked at your black ass what is where the where the explosive emails that the showrunner frank darabont sent to associates at the amc's the walking dead just another example of hollywood execs from a brilliant uh excess from a brilliant talent or an unacceptable breach of standards for conduct a brief and unscientific survey of showrunners and executives suggested the industry reaction is mixed i wonder why it's so mixed i wonder why they're not strongly against his unprofessionalism karen come on just hmm. that's just interesting i guess um yeah uh while no one defends his profanity laced email some condemn them more strongly than others some are willing to cut darabont slack because amc has slashed the show's budget by 25 percent and imposed other difficult conditions despite the fact that he had delivered the biggest hit the network is ever likely to have most of these emails released as amc fights a 280 million dollar lawsuit from darabont and caa were written in the weeks before his july 2011 dismissal damn he this a six-year run like it's brother the show been going for six more years it's okay right 
given the sensitivity several tv veterans are unwilling to offer opinions on the records though sons of anarchy creator and darabont defended kurt defender kurt sutter tweeted abuse is indefensible but having pinned my share of deadly missives at mc underscore tv tmz and fd's mail with no context hurts all parties perhaps the most extreme reaction comes from a, sh- the, a showrunner with major hit series in his credits it literally pains me to take the side of the great corporate overlord here he says in an email i'm sure amc did things wrong this is their first time dealing with a massive massive hit undoubtedly they were in over their heads and mistakes were made but nothing they did on the managerial side could possibly warrant darabont's behavior here unconscionable another another showrunner believes darabont 58 was desperately trying to protect this show but he came off like a major dick and though we showrunners have all been frustrated at camera operator or director or writer it's ultimately unseemly and unleader like to talk that kind of shit or at least committed to writing darabont seems to get more understanding from execs who can hear his heart bleeding through his words on the page and his vision as a director says the studio head when i read those emails i wish half the showrunners i know were that that deep in the dailies and meanings of scenes Mm-mm. nope if they'd have been brown or they'd have been a woman y'all would have hollered about how fucking unprofessional they are and this nigga will get another fucking job yeah i wonder if he's, he's working white. already he's probably working already right on another project yeah, yeah. i mean that's something funny you're a showrunner which means people have to deal with you and nobody wants to deal with the fucking dick as a boss you affect the atmosphere you affect the act the actors like you affect a lot of shit just being a dick yeah uh yeah i don't know some people do feel like the show fell off though true so maybe y'all you know maybe he was the reason maybe the show would be dope if they just let this dude be an asshole you know what i'm i'm fine with it you know i'm sorry sometimes dicks don't need to win i agree because if less someone you wouldn't have everybody just accepting their dickly behavior and going well he's just a man and wiping the dick and showing his balls so we got to respect him Ooh, penis 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 yes penis we'll bow down because you know the penis walks in the room and tells you you got to do this and do that you run but a vagina oh no shut those lips woman fuck you dude fuck you penis 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 yes because <laughs> that's all that matters is the penis <laughs> a white pe- penis right a white penis not any penis a white penis because anybody else we would have had think pieces they'd have been on 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 the front page of every every comic book magazine y'all have been talking shit about them uh well <laughs> uh senator kamala harris is taking on the criminal uh criminal justice reform head on the freshman senator is attaching herself to bills that work to reform nation the nation's complicated criminal justice system senator kamala harris is leading the charge to bring major reform to the country's multi-billion dollar prison system the first term california democrat introduced a bipartisan bill thursday alongside republican senator Rand paul that would reform how states enforce bail the pretrial integrity and safety act of 2017 would incentivize incentivize states to rework their bail system under uh, using a 10 million dollar grant over three years our justice system was designed with a promise to treat all people equally harris said in the press release yet more than 450,000 americans sit in jail today awaiting trial and many of them cannot afford bail money right in our country whether you stay in jail or not is wholly determined by whether you're healthy or not and what's and what and that's wrong right both harris and paul citing the story of khalif browder co-op uh co-wrote an op-ed in the new york uh times about the issue thursday browder's 
story of being held in jail more than three years because he couldn't afford three thousand dollars bail has become a key story in reform efforts surrounding the criminal justice reform browder later hung himself uh excessive excessive bail disproportionately harms people from low-income communities and communities of color the supreme court ruled in bearden versus georgia in 1983 that the constitution prohibits punishing a person for his poverty but that's exactly what this does nine out of ten defendants who are detained cannot afford to post bail which exceed which can exceed twenty thousand dollars even for minor crimes like stealing 105 dollars in clothing they wrote this is not the only such bill that harris is tackling she co-introduced a new bill last week the dignity for incarcerated women act that reforms the way women in prison are treated she's working with democratic senators cory booker and elizabeth warren and dick durbin um that's that's interesting uh and i mean obviously that i think that that is good i don't think uh we're going to get prison abolishment right away or prison you know whatever that people want i do think those are laudable goals to not have a prison not have police things of that nature um uh but at the same time working within the framework of what we have i do feel like there's room for improvement and people need to be improving it um unfortunately under this admin it just feels so hopeless because i know we're not gonna deprivatize any level of prison this won't be i mean the prison lobby is so huge and yep uh in the pockets of so many politicians i know that nothing will actually be done Mm -hmm. but um i don't know something like i think sometimes we talk about these high level concepts and 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 things that are really aggressive and and really progressive uh but they won't but they're also really not feasible at the moment but something that could help people who are in in jail for small bail amounts that really shouldn't be in jail uh that can affect a lot of real people's lives and i hope that that we are able to support and pass that type of thing i mean it feels like it should be a unifying cause but i i just don't trust republicans because nope, um, they don't give a fuck and poli- yeah and these politicians that have like money from these lobbyists in their pockets i just don't trust them to support the bill but i think she's done something amazing here already which is to get bipartisan support which is something that pretty much went the way of the dodo about eight years ago um so to see um her get uh bipartisan support on something i don't know i hope maybe she can get the they can get this passed um anyway uh oh and also she might be gearing up to be for a presidential run in 2020 and this could be the beginning steps of stuff like that because you know there's some people on the left that hit her really hard about um some of her stances on like she's anti uh back page and uh prostitution because she feels like it's a place for trafficking uh sex and and slave trafficking and shit um there's a lot of people that are very like uh pro-sex work that are like no criminalizing back page or getting back page deleted is just gonna harm people and make it worse there's also um there was another thing she had well she's in california and they have a they basically have prisoner inmates that do work uh like literal work like they put them out and it's like on some good behavior type work release shit where like Mm -hmm. you do enough of this work you get some time off of your sentence and her office was uh taking advantage of some of that work she claimed to not have known about it uh so those are two issues i've seen brought up about her that um i don't think they're necessarily national issues and i don't know that they track with 
the majority of the country as far as like well some other politician will come along and be like well i am pro black page and i'm pro i'm anti that program you know i don't know if that'll track with most people or not but um i just think that she probably is gearing up for a 2020 run and we'll see who else because uh you know she the one thing she has is that she's kind of young enough and fresh enough to not have the litany of shit for people to call her out on like i've only seen a few issues brought up with her whereas any other politician if you're going to be as critical about them as you are about her you're going to have way more issues just because they've been around longer and then she also kind of rose to prominence during this um senate hearing shit like she was the the woman that was the one person in the room that was aggressively challenging these racist and lying ass white men uh even as other senators tried to cow her down so she will probably be a bit lionized and seen as a hero to certain er- er- people in this country um i think it would be smart to at least uh to put a foot in the water just because put a toe in the water because as i said the the democratic party is really run by black women so until until people take that into account i feel like they're gonna always have a losing strategy but uh if black women don't support the candidate it's not gonna happen so in this case black woman is uh you know definitely um uh supporting uh i mean definitely a person that can be on the ticket and i think a lot a lot of black women would support her true all right Okay, I thought you wanted to say something. Yeah, I mean, because like I said, I, I do like the bipartisan. I know Rand Paul ain't my favorite person. Um, excuse me, but good thing for the bipartisan, and I'm glad she's looking in the right direction. And when you're talking about like the bill and things like that, too many people, like you said, too many people make too much money, right? You know, for for me to see a change in this, mm-hmm. because the thing is, it affects poor people and poor people can be of any color you know um but it affects black people in larger it it affects black people the hardest but it affects white people more because the populace is more poor white people than poor black people but it just affects poor black people harder than any other group right yeah yeah it'll be interesting like i said because i feel like the way shit is is lining up um of all the contenders she seems to have the freshest name but i feel a lot like we could see in 20 was it 2017 now so we could see in 2020 uh but basically 2019 we could actually see what uh actually you know 2018 we could see in 2018 when the democratic uh nominees start we could literally see what the republicans had in 2016 i wouldn't be shocked like if we saw like 10 12 people because people because a lot of people gonna feel like they have a shot since nobody's necessarily that popular Mm -mm. and nobody is that much of a leader Mm -mm. you don't like even with obama he was the sitting president so that's why you didn't have a challenge in 2012 right but after that you still had hillary who everybody thought okay she's a shoe in and then you know people had their misgivings about her which i think ultimately made bernie sanders a thing um, i don't think bernie sanders would have been a thing in any other year really nope. um but uh it's gonna be interesting because i feel like a lot of people think they can hit that crown 
like now's the time to strike while it's hot so right and and in my in my personal opinion you better do it while uh barack and michelle out here training somebody else and raising them up because i think the second in my opinion the second they get a person to the point where they be like hey y'all look uh this is the person like that's where everybody's going to kind of get behind and push regardless of how these old white people feel and I think that's why they constantly attack them and what they do and shit like that because they want to quote unquote discredit them. But I don't care what you do, niggas gonna love them forever. So you might as well get the fuck over that. Yeah, I think that Bell shit though is a smart move on her behalf, like right. prison reform shit. It's a smart move just because it'll, if especially if you can get bipartisan support, it'll mm-hmm. look like you got something done. Right. When a lot of these motherfuckers that are complaining that are gonna run in twenty twenty aren't getting anything done. Right. And- you know, unfortunately, you know, because it's not like yeah it's just they're not getting anything done you know maxine waters isn't gonna run in 2020 Mm -mm. uh john lewis ain't gonna run in 2020 like the people that are the lead voices in the opposition right now it's kamala harris john lewis uh maxine waters um it's these other politicians have kind of gone to the wayside so you know like bernie sanders is talking about you know uh still believing in trump voters and shit like that you need somebody adversarial that can look back on to have a track record to be like these are the things i accomplished while these other motherfuckers was running their mouth that being said i don't feel like anybody's a shoe in mm-hmm. i just feel like she might put her hat in the ring because uh i think everybody's gonna think they can put their hat in the ring in 2020 i wouldn't be surprised if like fucking al gore was back like is mm-hmm. that is that much it's so is that much it's of a so, rudderless party it's so wide and so many people feel like the party in disarray and it's not organized. And one thing I can say, um, when we talked to L. Joe Williams, she bought a good thing. She was like, everybody wants to run, but then who's going to follow you? Like, who's going to push and be the people to support you if everybody wants to run? Yeah. I don't know. We're going to see, man. Because mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you this. if It's, <laughs> it's funny, right? Because it was, it was down to two candidates on the left and the people that, that the person that won had the black vote. If it's fucking 27 people or 10 people or 15 people or eight people or whatever, the person that gets the black vote is going to win. Correct. If it's Kamala Harris, she will win. If the choices are Bernie, fucking, you know, like I said, Al Gore, like if it's just that again, black people are going to line up behind her. You know, if it's Cory Booker, I still expect black people to line up behind her. Uh, well, you know what? I have to see i don't actually know how Cody i'm Booker, not that familiar but yeah, i don't like, know how he goes nationally okay. like i know how okay. the super progressive people feel about cory booker i actually don't know how people feel about him nationally me either all i know is i hear his name and there's normally something bad behind it yeah i know people don't really fuck with him but he no. had his character assassinated after that bernie shit about the medicine stuff because he uh, uh you know what that's some inside baseball long story shit okay Just, oh no problem we will see man we got two years to really wait to see that but uh anyway i do think both of those proposals she had are good and i hope they pass i do too because we got to start somewhere it can't just like it's got to start somewhere and this bail shit is ridiculous and a lot of activists are fighting about it and 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 by fighting about i mean they're making spreading awareness uh you had jay-z bailing out the fathers you had black lives matter philly bailing out the uh women for mother's day like this shit anything dealing with prison disproportionately affects black and brown people it's one of the reasons i don't really listen like sometimes when people say shit like well this uh you know the Obama administration ain't do nothing for black people i'm like that just means you don't follow politics and you don't care 
because any anything about sentence reform jail reform bail reform drug uh law reform all those things are directly affecting black people you might as well be literally walking into the jail and getting the black people out yourself that's honestly is that that's how much we are associated with prison in this country and how much we are criminalized for just existing so these type of initiatives do affect black people directly but the politicians can't come out and just say i did this for black people so you end up in this stalemate where a politician never gonna come out and be like i'm just here trying to bail these niggas out and i'm writing pardons for niggas to get them out like i'm commuting the most sentences ever for a president because for black people you can't just come out and say that but i peep game i know what the end result is hiv sufferers have an almost zero chance of transmitting their infection to others if they receive treatment according to the largest study of its kind wonderful i remember when hiv in our lifetime was a death sentence a complete easy e i'm not telling me funny like out of everybody he was like and well for me one of the first famous people that got AIDS. It was literally he got AIDS on Friday. He was dead by Sunday. You was like, well, goddamn. I mean, it wasn't that quick, but the time frame was just so quickly. Yes, and particularly in the LGBTQ community, you know, people it was spreading, especially particularly in like the seventies, eighties. People spreading, dying. The little boy for Michael Jackson. That little boy, mm-hmm. you know, because back then we didn't have the technology we have now. People used to get blood transfusion they would get AIDS people used to have operations Orion White thank you operations they would get AIDS it's one of those things where people just were scared to death yeah uh Pedro from the real world was the first person a lot of people uh back when the real world really meant something or really meant something right uh, but he was the first person um that actually um we heard of that that like you went through it right like you met him you saw fucking uh pup put a scab in his peanut butter or some shit some weird shit but you saw that shit and you went through it and then bam this dude dies um so we've seen it change in our lifetime you yeah, know people talking about arthur ash but i know for me he's outside of my realm you know me as far as somebody i kept up with and saw cool yeah that's uh that's i think that's a lot of people's experience so yeah this news cool good news mm-hmm. thank you like i'm glad there's a a lead author of this uh research uh hiv yeah hiv transmission is almost zero among sufferers receiving treatment regardless of whether they are straight or gay no new cases of the virus arose, arose among gay men with infected partners receiving therapy despite them having regular sex without condoms over four years the largest study of its kind found boy you gotta be brave to do that that is because i mean once they say look we we this treatment we we really think we got it down to zero i'm like yeah but just in case right. you know what i mean but what about uh, the condoms but i understand uh no new cases of the virus among, arose among gay men with affected partners um a lead author pres- professor andrew grulich from the university of new south wales said there was not a single linked hiv infection in those couples nobody became infected from their partner yeah, don't don't they got a study out that says that it's a low rate of mothers passing it to their children now? Isn't that rate like really really low? I don't have that study on me. Okay. to be honest, Karen. Uh, 
uh i mean i hope so but uh, i don't yeah, know okay the researchers believe this highlights the importance of prevention as a form of treatment halting transmission among gay men is important as the risk of hiv infection is approximately 10 times higher with anal sex than vaginal wow according to professor grulich but we don't need but team vogue wrong for putting out an anal sex guy right come on dog risk of transition 10 times higher but hey you know we don't want these kids learning how to have anal sex well i do especially safely come on some of the adults was picking up that teen vogue right i hope yeah i hope some grown-ups read it uh everybody can't listen to what's the teen and get the and get to school uh, i'm trying to tell you get get informed uh this is due to cells in the anus being more susceptible to hiv than those in the vagina as well as the fluid and semen in the anus lining carrying more hiv than vaginal secretions uh researchers from the university of south wales analyzed the sex lives of hiv transmission rates of more than 350 gay couples where one of the individuals is affected with the virus the couples were from brazil thailand and australia each couple reported their sexual activity over four years the hiv negative partners were regularly tested to diagnose any new infections results revealed that there were no new cases of hiv during the study's duration despite the participants ha- participants having sex about 17,000 times between them without condoms Professor Grillich said there was not a single link HIV infection in these couples. Nobody became infected from their partner. Three new cases of HIV did arise during the trial's duration. However, analysis revealed those infections came from people not involved in the study. So somebody was cheating. Right. The findings were presented at the ninth international AIDS conference on HIV science in Paris. This research demonstration uh, demonstrates the importance of prevention as a form of treatment, according to Professor Grulich. Such findings are particularly important among gay men at the, as the risk of HIV transmission is higher with anal sex. Uh, Professor Grulich said, "We know transmission risk by anal sex is approximately ten times higher than vaginal sex." Um, so, yeah, good. Some good news right yay right uh <laughs> follow up all this terrible news with some good news um let's see what else ha- oh this is old but i'll cover it anyway madonna called whitney houston mediocre in a letter up for auction mm. where are all these letters coming from i saw someone was talking about a letter from tupac from jail talking about he ain't fucking with madonna because she white and everybody was like you know duh <laughs> oh boy but then uh but then this letter came out and everybody was like the fuck madonna was on see this is why tupac dropped you uh but yeah apparently um first there was a letter from tupac shakur uh that was up for auction where the rapper explained to madonna why he broke up with her and that is another letter heading to auction said by auctioneers that have been written by madonna which refers to one of the greatest singers of our time is mediocre in a letter to Jay, whom auctioners say was John Enos, Madonna uh, complained that Whitney Houston and actress Sharon Stone were mediocre and shared how she was feeling so uncomfortable in my own skin right now. I have made so many people angry that I'm being punished and basically made to be quiet and sit in the corner while other less interesting, excited people are reaping the benefits of the roads I paved, she wrote. It's so unequivocally frustrated to read that Whitney Houston was has a music career I wish I had and Sharon Stone has the film career i'll never have not because i want these women uh i want to be these women because i'd rather die but they're so horribly mediocre and they're always being held up as paragons of virtue and some sort of measuring stick to humiliate me that's not like an internal problem dog Mm Mm-hmm. 
in the letter madonna continues to complain about people lacking originality and indicated that she considered herself to be the original talent everything i do is so original and unique i put so much of myself into it like my book and record and it's only brought me heartache and pain i don't think i could play the game to be accepted i'm too intelligent i have too much pride it's a pretty big humble brag right here dog all right and that's so funny she can't sing if you ask my opinion she never could sing she can't sing like whitney that's her, for damn her sure beats was catchy and shit like that and yeah you paved the way i mean i mean and the thing is you paved the way for you know the future quote unquote but somebody had to pave the road for you dog you know you know like everybody's paving the road for somebody else to go down there's nothing spectacular about you and all this sound like it's some internal shit that you dealing with sharon stone and Wendy houston ain't got nothing to do with your internal struggles baby right why are you blaming whitney the greatest come on what nonsense is this exactly what white nonsense is this um yes uh darlene lutz madonna's art consultant uh was the owner of the letter which is being auctioned off uh with the starting bid of a thousand dollars damn she definitely uh she ain't gonna be working that long mm-hmm. no so yeah she must be out of her mind yeah because my thing is i can't speak for nobody else but when the last time you've been popping to that madonna, uh, madonna this been your jam i'm gonna be honest i'm not trying to shade madonna i'm not gonna try to, uh, i know she is an icon she put she in is. the work yes yeah, and did. i know when people say fucked up shit the first re- the first recourse is to be like dang shit they was never shit no. madonna is was a, a definitely a, a, a person that ran the game for a, a period of time she yes. definitely paved the way for a lot of people yeah she was a visionary yeah she definitely had uh some some really good um uh i'd say feminist even uh correct like style like her way of embracing sexuality and um her rebellion against men trying to tell her what to do you know that proper don't preach thing she was also kind of ahead of the game a bit racially not saying like she was woke or nothing Mm -mm. but you know i remember her being on some like uh having the black dude into like a virgin video i think it was or the papa don't preach video or something like uh, i remember you know her and dennis rodman being like this really alternative couple for a while and shit like i'm i'm not trying to take away from anything she's done Mm -hmm. um but to say all that i still had to say you must have lost your motherfucking mind calling whitney mediocre compared to you this sounds like straight up jealousy it sounds like right. whitney was killing the game whenever i don't know what year this, this letter was, came out like, yeah, but they, i know whitney did the bodyguard like mm-hmm. whitney if you like she probably was on some like i was i'm a musician and an actress and now whitney get to act it's like nigga sorry but her shit better than yours you was never in nothing like you weren't in anything that was that iconic to people that you was gonna get like Academy uh, Awards or some that, 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 that's around? gonna live with people forever it doesn't right. it's not even shade but Bodyguard mm-hmm. gonna live with people forever cause of that song forever cause, and it's mostly cause of that song you know so I, I don't know what to tell you dog it's sorry I, I, you know I hate that they put you out there on blast like that cause that's a private letter right? and honestly we shouldn't have to know that about you that's mm-hmm. fucked up that your friend told on you Correct. but at the same time like nigga you not fucking with Whitney uh, like it is what it is dog just 
there's no way you could have known she was gonna die and put her to the next level of icon status which is like how dare you talk about this you know this goddess queen that's dead type thing but but even if she was alive i still be saying the same shit you was never fucking with whitney dog so i don't know be mad all right (laughs) oh man so anyway uh let's see what else we got here uh a mom was hit with death threats after tweeting her son's 231 thousand dollar medical bill to show how the current healthcare system made life-saving surgery affordable now why the fuck would you have to threaten to kill her because it's a woman all she did was say listen this the healthcare system we have right now this obamacare saved my family and saved us a lot of money why would you want her to die for that because people ain't shit the mother of a seriously ill three-year-old boy had described the agony of receiving insults and death threats after she tweeted their $231,115 medical bill. Ali Chandra, 33, or maybe it's Chandra, uh, shared the photo on Twitter last month to show how the Affordable Care Act's ban on benefits caps has made it possible for her son to receive life-saving care. Ethan was born with congenital heart defect known as heterotaxy uh syndrome it means that he has already undergone multiple open heart operations and will likely need more to keep him alive wow doctors have called his heart one of the most complex in the world urging president trump not to strap scrap the current system with the new bill new jersey-based chandra posted a photo of her son's bill her tweet went viral and was even retweeted by chelsea clinton within minutes the overwhelming positive reactions turned ugly probably because chelsea clinton tweeted it you know sometimes and you've experienced this if certain people put it out because of their followers people would just at you and attack you You're like well what the fuck where do you come from yeah part of the reason that i don't talk shit about the ray and them is because every time they retweet me somebody threatens to kill me and calls me a nigger it doesn't matter if he retweets me saying mm, this peanut butter is good or if oh, he says you sometimes right like, it's it's a whole nother level of of fucked up shit out there that a lot of people aren't aware of because they just you know they're very fortunate and they don't care so they won't go look up this shit but nope. you just look in that man's mentions and you'll be like oh they, shit they on fire right literally on fire right and i catch the residual uh chelsea clinton's never retweeted me but i'm sure if chelsea clinton retweeted me i get a whole bunch of fucking mm-hmm. die motherfucker type shit too right because you have to think so many people hate her mama so many people hate her daddy let's just keep this real so anytime she puts something out there it becomes a problem but even with all that why are you threatening to kill this person right even if she retweeted it what's the point of she was called a dumb bitch and a freeloader some said her child wasn't worth keeping alive others attacked her for having faulty genetics and someone offered up a 22 bullet 22 caliber bullet she's not sure if he meant it for her or the child speaking to the daily mail online chandra said that many sent her violent islamophobic threats as they assumed she was muslim because her nickname ali right. uh her surname from her canadian husband who was of indian descent um yeah a lot of people attacked her because i thought she was a muslim descent too a very angry man tried to find out where i lived to see if i was working or bombing people chandra a registered nurse who lives in middlesex with her husband and two children explained one guy said this is the internet was she not expecting death threats 
that seems like a twitter problem i don't know why they are cool with that on their social media platform come on how has this become an accepted part of this discourse one user seemed to think ethan was mexican which chandra assumes is because his skin tone they wrote he fought so hard to cross the border it was all for nothing because americans don't want to pay uh some some border crossing mexicans med bill uh they came at me swinging picking fights i'd never asked for a chandra wrote in an essay for vox strangers were telling me it would have been cheaper to make a new kid as if anyone in the world history of the world would could ever replace this bright light of mine Ethan was born with nine heart defects and two left lungs. His heart, liver, Ooh. and gallbladder are down the middle of his body, and his stomach is on the right side of his body instead of the left. Wow! Uh, he has undergone four heart surgeries and will continue more going forward. Wow! They've also made regular visits to the cardiologist, immunologist, pediatrician, and electrophysicist for his pacemaker. He Ooh. often has to visit ER for sepsis workups if his, t- his temperature rises above 100 degrees, point, 100.4 degrees Fahrenheit uh the bill specifically covered 10 hours in the operation room one week in the cardiac intensive care uh cardiac intensive care unit and one week in cardiac ward to be monitored um yeah and her saying this led to people wanting her to die and her kid to die all right right uh (laughs) What's wrong with people man i don't know say some of the same people who probably gonna die a lot of them gonna die if this health care get overturned but you know when it's them all of a sudden they're gonna want sympathy they're gonna be protesting and marching something wrong with people man people have no empathy sympathy a lot of people don't have heart they don't have heart they just don't care anything about humanity fuck it with black people time <laughs> We're just fucking with those black people. We're just fucking with those blacks. We're just fucking with fucking with black people. That's right, guys. It's time to play the game that we all hate to play. It's fucking with black people. A game that goes all around the globe and finds different articles that make us feel fucked with these black people. We assign point scores from zero to hundred, intervals of twenty-five. Today's contestants, everybody. Uh, this feels like we've been on the Hollywood shit for for a while now. Uh, the last few weeks but uh we back with another one detroit director katherine bigelow addresses concerns of a white woman telling a black story now i've seen the trailer for detroit and i'm gonna be honest i want to see it yeah, I don't. y'all know how i am y'all know who i am y'all knew what this was oh yeah i knew you were gonna see it yeah i, I want to see it it's, it's like it's about some some black shit is based on a true story mm-hmm. some niggas got fucked up dealing with some uh some police or something i don't even know the backstory to it okay i just know i need to see it um well apparently um it's directed by Catherine bigelow who did like the hurt locker and zero dark 30 um which are two critically acclaimed movies but she is a woman okay okay and that matters she's one of the whites um and so people are you know there's a bit of trepidation around the idea of her telling this story um let's see uh eric dyson uh, i guess is the michael eric dyson is uh the person who covered this for l magazine and he wrote in his mag he wrote about his, uh people locally having misgivings uh, about her doing the story but do the white girl really know what these crackers did to us a wise and old man asked me it was more threat than question 
i just told him that bigelow is the movie about the algiers motel incident in which racist white cops killed three black men carl cooper Aubrey pollard and fred temple and viciously beat another eight as well as two white women spoiler alert what what she what she know about niggas anyway uh well uh later in the article they have a quote from um uh catherine bigelow herself when screenplay writer producer and sometimes collaborator mark bowl presented the idea of the incident at the algiers motel it was right on the hill sadly of the death of michael brown in ferguson missouri bigelow tells me on the break from the editing room at sony Pictures studios in culver city it crystallized the need to add from my vantage point more volume to that conversation because it's controversial that a conversation i'm sorry not conversation because it's a conversation that i need believes to be had am i the ideal person to direct this movie no having lived with a certain amount of privilege how can i truly truly get into the dna of somebody who's experienced social injustice but she decided to not let the best be the enemy of the good is this a story that needs to be told yes and so i felt like well let's just add more noise to the conversation and hopefully there will be many more movies as for bigelow herself she laments the underrepresentation of people of color as well as women in the directorial ranks but she believes we got to keep confronting and exploring racial themes by any means necessary you may say her initial uh impression of the Algiers motel tragedy was that's 50 years ago surely something has changed but she almost immediately recognized she was wrong oh no it hasn't i felt like i felt that from a socio-political standpoint we just we're just trapped unless there's a political will to change this paradigm of, su- of subjugation she pauses to sit back on her chair and i feel pain uh and that is, and then the sincere confession as much for herself as her fellow citizens and shame i don't know man i mean that's a pretty good answer i guess uh zero to hundred can uh from her answer i'm i'm not fuck with her answer um i do understand people questioning it because you know niggas is tired of white people taking their shit and whitewashing it and taking their shit and 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 not telling the truth or taking their shit and adjusting it a certain way to appease white people mm. so i can understand why people are mad so i give it 25 25 yeah i think i'll give it zero i need to see the movie um to be honest uh i don't have a problem with white people Mm-mm. with the idea i guess the concept right. i think a white person can do a good story on something mm-hmm. and it'd be about race it's possible correct i just think it's very unlikely right uh, that's why people don't even want to give you a chance go to, oh oh no 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 so many people fucked up we assume that you're gonna fuck up too yeah i mean you could interview the right people you could have have the right consultants on uh as always i would love to see what uh the people who live through it have to say because we've seen this shit happen with a lot of different levels of privilege and shit i mean look at uh john ridley and his his uh gorilla movie i mean series and how he tanked that shit he black he still didn't get it you know um so i don't know i i just want to see it i'll give her a chance if it's whack i'm gonna call it whack though you know like it's still like i my first thought when i saw that trailer was like holy shit who did this and then it was Catherine bigelow and i was like "Ooh, i don't what does she know about race like that um but i also know very little about this incident so correct maybe i'll be more lenient than somebody who's lived through it i don't right. know i love to see what people who lived through it or understood during that time i love to see what they think right which you know we're gonna get after the movie's out mm-hmm. like people that lit like play with race at your own risk i shouldn't say play tell these stories at your own risk correct if you white because this is a, a something you don't have to dabble in Mm-mm. but if you choose to 
and you want to do it honor and dignity and all that shit you got to live up to the to the uh scrutiny and the expectation that people of of color or any brown or marginalized group when you do when you step into their realm and you're not of their realm you're gonna have to deal with the criticism be it good bad or indifferent it will yeah. come your way at any rate it piqued my interest i need to know more about shit like this i i never heard of this Mm-mm. i don't know if other people know about this Probably and ha- and i just maybe in the last in one area. i had never heard of this incident mm-hmm. i you know in addition to like reading about it on wiki or some shit i'm sure or maybe does a documentary i also will watch this movie you know i recently watched that documentary on the move bombing um in philadelphia i had never heard of that shit Mm-mm. i had never heard of it so you know these are the kind of things where i think a lot of black people because we we are still living through all this bullshit and we tired of all the pain we kind of run away from it which is a perfectly reasonable valid fucking response to have this is not me shitting on black people i never would you don't have to watch this shit if you don't want to and nobody should make you feel ashamed for not wanting to live through shit that's going to traumatize you or trigger you or whatever right that being said uh i don't mind going through those emotions for worthwhile art and entertainment and information so i will watch it to see what is what it comes out like um because literally i hadn't heard of it and and i do want to i want to know i'm just i feel like on the one hand we catch hell for not knowing and people be like black people don't never know their history oh you didn't know this brother oh you so pro-black and you don't know that you supposed to be that and you don't know this and i'm like yes i didn't know that and i and i'm a person that decided to do something about it and try to educate myself i still understand that some people don't want to know because they just don't want to live through the trauma right and that's that's reasonable as well like it's the same reason people don't want to click on articles where they show a black person dying not everybody you know sometimes i get convicted i'm like i need to see it and there's other times where i'm like i can't take one more second of seeing a black person something happen to them on camera and i understand both sides of that like it's not like when i see black people that just instinctively like nope i know what's happening i don't need to see it got it like no one should ever make you feel bad about that right and and that's me i am that person i don't want to see black death i don't want to see black bodies i understand i turn off all my fucking audio plays i turn them bitches off nope don't because that shit was that shit will have you in fucking tears at your job if you open up your phone fuck that no i would just see people respond to how terrible it is i take your word for it i don't got to see it to understand it's look it's all tough to watch right it's tough to be black it's but it's all tough to watch to be honest like i said i watched the move documentary and it's not a movie it's not dramatized it's still tough to watch you know i'm i'm watching the disregard for black lives happen on the air you know like i'm watching it willfully because i i want to know these things i think some the reason for me that i feel convicted to watch this shit is because i do feel like there's always this impulse in our minds to forgive forget and move on from the reality of what this country is and i think that sometimes has extremely negative effects and i personally never want to forget correct like sometimes when i look at the people that are saying the really harmful shit that are black i just think it's a coping mechanism for trauma and they're able to they do that because they distance themselves from reality 
and i mean and for when i say harmful shit this isn't just the people that walk around saying like hotep nonsense and shit those people are harmful too but i'm talking about even people that say stuff like pull yourself up by bootstraps i worked hard you should be able to work hard uh racism never held me back i just grit my teeth and go i need those people those those people sound like they don't know about this and like they and like they also run from this shit and go up nothing to do with me i don't watch those videos i don't do that and they just kind of lose their way and i and i'm definitely afraid probably irrationally so of being that kind of person because i don't ever want to feel like you can just overcome racism or it hasn't affected people unfairly in this country to the point of death and incarceration and all this other shit while while i'm sitting up here being able to live good you know right and it's also one of the things for me uh just like a timid uh uh what is his name uh but we went to the uh african-american center and seen the casket oh yeah yeah, yeah. um uh emmett till emmett till sorry mother was saying that and a lot of niggas thought of this at north you know folks get up north two three generations they was like oh that's some shit them down down south them niggas got to deal with until it knocks at your door and a lot of people only care about them and theirs and as long as they quote unquote feel like racism does not directly affect them they're all right you know a, a, a lot of times people ignore but i am i am the type of person a lot of the stuff i diff in and out i kind of pick and choose what i watch um and i know for me i'm the type of person and i and a lot of it a lot of it has to do with my age i'm to the point where i'm like nigga i will never forget like but i know for some people that's their way of coping it's just pushing it away acting like it don't exist acting like everything's great acting like everything's okay until something happens and then all of a sudden you you're shocked you're surprised you don't know how to handle it your children don't know how to handle it and it's and it's sad but it's not a right way to handle it because there's no fucking niggas don't get a manual when they're born to tell them how to deal with white folks thinking they're less than there's no manual there's no book there's no program there's no class a lot of it is just taught generational because people said hey i live to my 60s and 70s whatever and these are the techniques that i use as you get older you have to learn your own techniques to deal with and get around these things because i i guess my thing is it's a two-way street to that because i i understand what you're saying but for some people they go too far on what you're saying they go to the point where it's almost devastating you know in my mind where you have to have a balance you can't be heartache pain sorrow all the time you have to take mental breaks you have to step away you have to go to your happy place you got to do other shit you can't be there all the time and the thing about people being there all the time not all but some of them turn around and look at everybody else like something wrong with you for not watching certain things as me because i know for me personally i'm turned off like i've never watched 12 years of slave the biggest reason why i didn't watch 12 years of slave because niggas like it's the saddest shit ever i'm good i know how i function i'm good um but like i say everybody responds differently i guess i'm in the middle like i said i dip and dab i don't have to visually see things to understand the hurt to understand the pain like i know that is there and i believe you i'm not the type of person when niggas say shit going i don't believe you i believe you mm-hmm. I, I feel you i just need to know i can't speak for anybody else but i feel robbed i feel like our history has been robbed of us i feel and i I don't mean like our past in africa and shit Mm -mm. i'm talking about stories from the 80s 70s 60s 
people like i feel like everything got swept up under the martin luther king malcolm x uh in most people's school that's all you learn about civil Mm -hmm. rights and then it's on to the next chapter Mm -hmm. and i feel like i'm still learning shit and i'm 38 and and i'm not a person that's run from this my whole life so i'm still learning shit so i have a thirst for knowledge and i'm going to continue to to use it i don't now the thing is and i i want to doubly stress this a fucking movie is not necessarily the best educational tool there's plenty of ways to learn i just had literally never heard about this this is the first time i heard about this algiers incident um algiers motel incident in detroit and i'm like i need to see it like i need to see it if it's bad i'll let you know it's bad i won't like i have no problem with that if it's inaccurate which all movies are to some extent right and it gets roasted i'll read all the think pieces about why it's inaccurate but i personally feel uh there's a conviction inside of me and an anger almost at how much we've been robbed and i feel like to some extent i want to get it back i want to get as much knowledge as i can while i can you know and that's true and one thing i can say about you and i've said it before you have kind of challenged me to dig it's not the fact that i was running away it's the fact that oh i know that's hurting pain no i'm good i'm good i ain't got to see it you know i was really that type of a person like i am aware i acknowledge things but i didn't have to see it i didn't have to i didn't have to visualize it i was like i'm good yeah but you know what we're i you know i feel like i talk about this all the time we are superheroes so i don't feel shame about it no Like, like it's not like i have empathy for the people that went through the shit right. that's the kind of pain but but more more than that i have pride you know when we saw hidden figures i was mad that we weren't taught about hidden figures correct I you know see. what i mean like as much as i love the movie and you can hear it in our review i'm like like when we got to the negatives for the movie it's like well nothing really with the movie was too negative you know i, I did hear a couple of like oh this incident didn't happen that way and all this shit you know i get it it is a movie i recognize that but i'm more mad that i didn't learn about these women when i was in junior high school right i'm mad that black girls that could have been pushed towards stem uh opportunities probably never saw themselves reflected in that so they were like why would i want to learn about science technology engineering mathematics why would i want to what what good is that gonna do me but if they had known there were people out there like this that changed the fucking world they might be a little more excited so i i do want to know about that stuff i love seeing that with layla you know yeah um i do too like i said it's i think sometimes because we don't want to be traumatized we kind of group everything into the same category but and, and and keep it i mean detroit looks like it's it's just gonna be all sad i'm not trying to but at the same time like 12 years of slave is also a story of perseverance and it's a story of um you know ingenuity and survival and shit as well you know um uh, a story of a family that never gave up on a on a on a family member um you know it's like and and honestly the only people that should be ashamed is white people because to me the fact that you are people that could do this to another people that says more about you than it says about me homeboy like y'all the ones that should be ashamed in these movies you know um but yeah there's so much around it and the trauma around it because we don't talk about it we don't share it everyone's ashamed white people are ashamed because they ancestors did this shit black people are ashamed because hey i'm living a good life right now why i gotta worry about that don't we got enough going on in these streets you know like everybody's supposed to be ashamed and i'm just i want to take away the stigma about it for me 
because i'm not gonna be ashamed of something i didn't do i'm I'm not gonna be ashamed of what you did to me that's not that's not how this should work you know what i mean correct like i like i said i recognize and agree and understand that the trauma and that people want to avoid it and want to this thing happy thoughts and shit that's fine but i just saying for me personally you're not gonna make me ashamed like that's my battle cry and, is and, and that's true i'm not gonna be like i ain't watching no slavery movies the fuck i'm not why not you know what i mean i didn't do shit nope. like i'm spending my 1250 to eat my popcorn and be like these white people ain't shit and <laughs> i'm gonna do it every year that they put a movie out like as long as it look good i'm gonna see it you know so it, it, it that's not on me no it's, it's not and i don't i don't i, I don't know i don't feel shamed Mm-hmm. you know i'm not saying i'm not saying this about you okay like this is not a debate we're having like i said i i literally understand and empathize and would never i would never shame a black person who don't want to see these things correct you know i feel passionately about it for myself but i'm speaking for me i'm not gonna be ashamed these niggas are not gonna make me ashamed because i used to feel that way that's why i'm saying like this isn't about other black this is about this only about me i remember when black history month came around and they would show fucking eyes on the prize on repeat right in front of this class and i would be in these academically gifted classes Mm -hmm. i'm one of two maybe three black kids in the entire fucking class right and i have to watch them water hose black people and i used to feel a tremendous amount of embarrassment and shame as if i did something wrong Mm -hmm. you know like 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 damn man i come from people that got fucked up this is fucked up my people y'all fucked my people up and i feel like y'all just gloating in this like y'all get to go live this privileged white existence feel unattached to this and i feel attached to it now in their heads it probably wasn't even that way i feel like most of the white kids in there felt ashamed and embarrassment of the fact that this happened in this country and that white people did this to my people and they felt sorry about it to a certain extent um and they were you know like they would be nicer towards me rather than meaner towards me but still it was like a because we never talk about it any other month of the year mm-hmm. at any other classroom right it becomes stigmatized to where this is a negative experience that i'm having and so are these white people having a negative experience everybody having a negative negative experience and instead of being educational it just becomes about the emotions of being ashamed and i think that shit sticks with black people forever there's fucking people that are angry when they hear about when people hear about the idea of confederate and get mad off tops i feel like that shit came with us forever like that's been with us forever that's like that shit started a long time ago before anyone thought of this stupid ass show um i say stupid this show might be great i don't know but the point being Mm -hmm. there's a reason we reject this shit outright up front and part of that is i think people probably can relate to 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 what i'm saying there's a level of shame and stigmatization that we deal with when we discuss slavery in america and when we dramatize it and put it on tv and put it in documentaries and we put the civil rights and all the stuff that black people go through in this country for some reason it's like we become ashamed of being the victims of this shit almost and, and that's what i push against and i think it's the purposely and strategically designed that me way. too but yeah. i have to mentally fight against it because right. i'm not just gonna be like well it's designed that way fuck it i'm not seeing no black black pain movies no i'm not ashamed i'm not looking away y'all i'm not flinching from this shit i want to know you know i'm not saying you have to like blow your buzz and everybody gotta go see it rod morrow wants to go see it has nothing to do with you so 
yeah i will be going to see detroit but that's because that's how i feel like i felt i never want to feel that way again that's that's true and and i think for me and i know this might sound crazy and i you know the older i get the more i've loved myself but i'm gonna tell you right now the pride that i have in my race and my color and my people i think within the past five years is changed right um and i'm gonna keep it real a lot of it has changed because of the internet a lot of it has changed with being around uh black activists black feminists a -hmm. lot of it has changed from looking at people that look like me and seeing the things that they have to deal with you know i didn't put like this i didn't realize the sacrifice put like this I saw Martin Luther King. You talking about Martin Luther King and the people in the marches? You like you see that shit, but it wasn't like I said until the last you know five five to seven years that I realized the shit that they went through. Like like I don't think it hit my heart to the point that I respect what they do now even the more because I completely understand the sacrifice and what they had to deal with because I have these close relationships with people and I see the scrutiny that they get and i see the racism that they deal with and i see the things that they deal with like i'm to the point where i am in my own unique way everybody's not gonna be an activist but in their own unique way they can fight against the system Mm -hmm. you know and i feel like me wearing my shirts me you know uh coming out and saying i'm a feminist me actually it's something as simple as me wearing my hair natural. Those are my ways in my little world to fight against a system that's strategically designed to oppress me and make me feel like my history is not valid. Yeah, nah. Your love is revolutionary. Your joy is revolutionary. Caring for yourself is revolution. Like, all this shit is revolutionary. It's, you know, like when I read the book about the black women under slavery dealing with white women that were uh, the mistresses of the house black women loving themselves is revolutionary like everything's designed to keep that from happening black women taking pride in themselves black women dressing nice as much as people talk about materialism and y'all niggas are buy some jordans that shit is actually still revolutionary because none of this shit was designed for you to ever wear a nice pair of anything none of this shit was ever supposed to grace your back grace your feet i know it's capitalism and all that shit but that's true i hear you but the system was designed for you not to even participate in that um so a lot of shit is revolutionary just by the very nature of its existence you know um being educated is revolutionary Mm. starting your own business is revolutionary right some of this shit was just not for you and i think black joy is revolutionary so that's why i said you will never catch me knocking black people who are like i don't want to go through this like i don't knock black people that want to look like i see people do that shit where it's like oh so y'all won't watch the video of philando castile get killed but y'all will watch a world star hip-hop video of two people fighting on a bus and i'm like i really don't like watching either one of those but to be honest i understand somebody that says i'd rather watch a fight on a bus than watch a nigga get killed by the cops i actually can relate and i think we need to stop judging that right because they human too and if they don't want to deal with that shit and be crying at they work in their office or in their car or wherever maybe they just don't want to cry you know maybe it's just not time you know like i I still uh i remember i cried when uh i was at home and the closing arguments in the trayvon martin case like his uh attorney 
made these arguments that really humanized trayvon martin and i remember crying even though i knew he was gonna lose because i said that's the best argument you can make for the humanity of a black kid in america that's it like they're still gonna they're still not gonna convict this man and i knew they wouldn't the whole time from the second we talked about on the show what i say they will not convict this man but thank god for al sharpton thank god for the people that went down there and stirred up a fuss that got this shit to go get national attention so we could at least get a trial because they weren't going to even put this motherfucker on trial Mm -mm. you know his parents didn't know what he was for a few days like that's the kind of shit that uh you know is still going on and i understand why people don't want to watch that you know i wasn't it's not like i watched the whole trial i wasn't gonna watch it i just happened to flip to the closing arguments and was like i'm glad i saw that but at the same time it made me cry it made me sad it's not like this shit is fluffy ponies and and dragons and shit this shit is serious you know so uh yeah i completely relate and i understand why people be like i haven't i've i'm good i don't need to see that shit and i'm happy but like i said i'm gonna go see detroit you know i want to see confederate i want to see uh all this shit man i want to see it you know like i there for me personally these are the things i like to know you know especially when people try to challenge us historically and maybe that's part of the reason is because i get in these conversations sometimes when people try to act like shit was better back then or shit was worse now or shit is different now or Mm-mm. all that shit and i like to be like well you know, did you hear about this you know and sometimes i feel bad like i said i feel angry sometimes when i hear about something i didn't know about mm-hmm. when i hear about black wall street and i'm fucking 35 i get mad right dog i'm like how did i not know that already why isn't this in a book that is taught in every school in america right that like that shit i've never heard about that right so if i go watch that documentary or if there's a tv series based on it you got damn right i'm gonna watch it what i'm wrong no i'm gonna watch it is you know it's not morbid or anything i just want to know you know Mm -hmm. i feel angry i feel robbed i feel cheated i feel like we need the biggest thing they can take from us is our knowledge and then that shit is the stuff that enables you to be stupid like some of these uh celebrities that get interviewed and say stupid shit and we like how did that nigga get so stupid because they not educated and they don't care about the history so they just feel like i'm doing good right now so why the fuck would i care about this racism shit why why y'all gotta always be marching in the street right like they doing it just for your health right it's that kind of shit like when you hear somebody say some stupid shit in the interview and they black that's what i be thinking is like like i be wanting to ask them so what about the move bombing what about black wall street you know what about the church bombing uh what about you know like what like where are you at on this shit because i feel like for the vast majority of them they're gonna be like Man, i don't know nothing about that why you bringing that shit up they ain't got nothing to do with me you know so i that's what i think about um but anyway uh as i said with her interview answers i don't feel fucked with to be honest uh we will see like like yeah if them will be trash people will let you know immediately mm-hmm. yeah i am a young black rich <laughs> if that don't let you know that america understand black <laughs> matter these days i don't know what it is don't come at me with that dumb <laughs> man my life matter especially to my <laughs> yep so anyway um but yeah i watched the one about the move bobbing on pbs uh they put it on it's on amazon i had to pay for it but i watched that last week man glad i watched it you know 
uh it was wild as fuck i talked about it with justin on the pregame mm-hmm. but uh glad i'd rather know than not know correct motherfuckers bombed a building that is that's the wildest shit you ever gonna see in a fucking city in a city not like the branch davidians out somewhere in waco these motherfuckers bombed a building in the city straight up yes yeah, in a warning and say niggas y'all better leave and that that right there draws a direct parallel to how they got rid of that dude with the robot bomb come on now to me like that's the kind i'm glad i know about it because now i can make that comparison and be like hmm has she really changed that much i don't know it has not i don't think a lot of people federalized history repeats itself so um i don't know what i should know and if i don't know i'm trying to do a better job at challenging myself to learn but yeah it's the same because y'all niggas said a robot in there to blow that nigga up yeah like i said glad i know uh an 18 year old south burlington high school student facing uh he's a graduate he's facing a felony unlawful mischief charge for allegedly spray painting racist graffiti on the athletic field in south burlington high school on june 6th tyler austin who graduated in june was cited friday to appear on the charge in the vermont superior court on august 26th he has released he was released after being cited and remains free until the arraignment south burlington police chief trevor whipple issued a statement friday saying the pending charges came after a lengthy investigation involving numerous interviews evidence collection and forensic analysis he did not say whether that what specifically what led to to austin uh isaiah hines the recent south burlington high school grad who led the push to drop the rebels nickname has was said to be the target of the graffiti and that the graffiti the graffiti referred to him by his name by name as a dumb nigger mm. so isaiah hines is a dumb nigger i guess was the graffiti because he didn't want them to be named the rebels anymore because guess what the rebels are the confederates police have been mum on what exactly the graffiti said and who was the target i'm again not repeating or confirming what was written whipple said the wording will be public record once an affidavit is filed with the court in the next few weeks he acknowledged hines told seven days that he was relieved to hear the pending charges i guess it's nice to have some sort of like closure he said all this black kid did was say man yo this name is racist i think y'all should change it and now to prove that it's not racist you call him a dumb nigger i don't understand how that goes Yeah, you what's the proof. logic there it's not logic yeah racism is irrational and illogical people don't understand that yeah i'm trying to trying to follow your your logic but how you gonna be like i'm not racist you stupid ass nigger yeah a lot of people say that particularly on social media yeah that seems maybe i'm tripping maybe that's what it is i don't know what come I'm on so calling them thugs call, just call them niggers just call them niggers just call them niggers uh wibble said <laughs> he decided not to pursue hate crime charges after studying vermont's law a hate crime has to be have a crime directed at a person and this is a crime directed at a property as troubling as it is it doesn't qualify you said my name on the graffiti and <laughs> call me a dumb nigger how's it not directed as a person because he put it on the grass so wait if he spray painted me then it's a hate crime like he got a spray painted on my chest like, apparently so and then it still might not be a hate crime how is that not a hate crime dog because nothing's a hate crime in this country no more 
that's pretty much the definition of a hate crime you said my name and call me a dumb nigger and you spray painted in public on property you hate crime me bruh <sighs> still wibble faces charges uh said the charges are an indication the community won't tolerate racist displays this racist based graffiti is not acceptable and we're hoping that this sends a message that it's not acceptable and there are consequences he said mm-hmm. uh zero to a hundred a hundred yep yep that's a hundred for me uh mayoral candidate uh opponent supporters tells opponent supporters to go back to africa hmm. mm. i'm sure he's not racist though probably didn't have a racist bone in his body Mm-mm. a candidate he for, even got a black friend i'm sure he has several black friends that doesn't even see race Mm-mm. uh-huh yep mm-hmm. come on so calling them thugs call just call them niggers just call them niggers just call them niggers um yep paul Conjimi, 60 a republican long shot in the race for mayor of st petersburg florida uh sees the headlines when he launched in the tail a tirade that mentioned former president barack obama and brought up florida to africa flight plans uh, to the advocates of his rival jesse neville who is white <laughs> what this is white on white crime oh my god what is happening what's the logic to this i don't know listen you white people supporting this white man go back to africa but i've never been Ah, not even from there in fact my people were from europe i'm south african i don't know uh mr neville you and your people you talk about reparations oh wait can i play this all right i know we're almost at the break it's 45 seconds uh maybe i'll play it when we get back if uh it won't start right away and it won't all right i'll play it when we get back uh, give me one second everybody i'm gonna switch over sessions now so we don't get cut off um but that is some bullshit why don't you and your supporters go back to africa buddy <laughs> they love saying go back to africa none of us been to africa motherfuckers y'all took us from there and i ain't never been this my home i got more roots here than y'all do now like y'all go back to ireland or wherever the fuck you from you probably know some people from there you got great great grandpas and shit i don't know nobody from africa right everybody came on a boat unless you native american you came on a boat dog right fuck you talking about go back to africa bitch you go back go back to africa and look for some more slaves that's y'all fault y'all got us right y'all didn't keep the receipt talking about go back to africa shit better pull out a 90-day receipt motherfucker this is the warranty has expired on us you can't send us back Mm -mm. this ain't walmart no return yeah they don't go like that uh yeah i bought these niggers uh 457 years ago i'm just wondering uh do you guys accept returns or maybe even exchanges on some new niggers i take some new niggers if you got if you got them got a newer model yeah uh yeah i mean i just want to send them back to africa and uh you know y'all keep the money i mean i'm gonna keep the money that i made off of them but um all right yeah let me see if i can put this thing on screen so y'all can see the rent what's the going exchange rate right do y'all have uh i will pay the unboxing uh the reboxing fee on these niggers can y'all just sell some open box niggers because uh i just want to go back to africa i don't care how they get back here but uh look we bought these niggers straight cash and uh i don't have the paper receipt um but i do have the receipt that we had in america when we sold them so maybe we can work something out is it showing mm-hmm. all right here he is and all mr neville you Sorry. and your people you talk about reparations 
The reparations that you talk about, Mr. Neville, your people already got your reparations. Your reparations, your reparations came in the form of a man named Barack Obama. My advice to you, my advice to you, if you don't like it here in America, planes leave every hour from Tamport. Go back to Africa. Go back to Africa. Go back. Be the real enemy, non-factor. Okay. Let's go back to Africa, guys. You got Barack Obama. We got our reparations. What y'all so mad about? And you know what? A lot of white people feel just like him. Yep, he just had the courage just, to say it. Come on now. He just wasn't willing to tell the truth. Yep. Uh, he said, I never met, met Jesse Neville until last night. He's obvious, it's obvious he's a self-hating white man. He also said he was not politically correct, as if y'all needed to know that. <sighs> and it wouldn't be sound like uh, he was actually talking to black folks, because I immediately heard some, get out! I was like, oh yeah, this, she talked to some black folks. Right. You know how, you know, we, we don't hold the responses back. We let you know immediately how we feel. And now we know why, uh, Bernie Sanders ain't want to talk about reparations. Come on now, now, you know, a lot, a lot of times that's the between kind of black, not, not in general, black folks and white folks. White folks, you do a good job. They kind of meet you after the show, tell you how good you did, shake your hand and tell you how great. Niggas will let you know right then they in your face if they like what the hell you did. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coco Austin, who you guys may know as Ice Cube, Ice T's wife. I think that's his wife. Yeah, Coco. Uh huh. Yep. Shout out to my shirt, Ice T. Um, she vigorously defended herself on Saturday from online backlash for getting cornrows and christening the hairstyle, the Coco Swoop. Ah, not the Swoop! Not the Coco Swoop! that's hilarious and she get a hundred but that's hilarious really coco you invented it you just gonna get all the credit mm-hmm. the same hairstyle most black people been getting since they were children all that fake ass and fake titties and all that shit hey you really just gonna think you invented the you invented the hairstyle right you, by yourself you ain't gonna do it, but tell your hair up like especially if it's a real hair because most white people's hair when they get braids they go to jamaica and get that shit that hair knots up because it's their hair literally can't hold hold that and it tangles and twists and shit mm-hmm. you better be careful i hope you got weave in there or something baby you're gonna tell your hair up i'm sure some of us weave everybody want to be a nigga don't nobody want to be a nigga come on first of all bitch coco uh said uh you know this is her new hairstyle to coco swoop some people online apparently saw cultural appropriation in coco's decision to name the braids after herself but she insisted she gives sober quits to all her hairdos so i guess she names all her hairdos in the first of two instagram videos coco said so recently i got social media's panties in a bunch because i did braids to my hair this is so stupid i can't believe i'm talking about it and i believe it shouldn't be turned out to be a race thing oh is that what you believe 
Did nobody ask you what you believe, baby? You called it the cuckoo swoosh, and people are looking like, well, honey, niggas been getting this hairstyle since they've been two. What are you talking about? Right. They love saying some shit like, I can't believe y'all so mad about this. Like, nigga, well, now you mad. So recently, I got social media's panties in the bunch because I did braids to my hair. This is so stupid. I can't believe I'm talking about it, and I believe this shouldn't be turned out to be a race thing. But this is what happened. I did my braids. And I called them the Coco Swoop. I name all my styles that I do to myself. These are called the Coco Swoop. The braids before were called the Bo Derek braids. And it's a Cocoism. I've always done it. Why can't we all rename hairstyles or braids? That sounds so stupid. Why is everybody claiming something they shouldn't? I know braids have been around for thousands of years. Don't you think I know that? If I want to wear a pineapple on my head, then I should be able to wear a pineapple on my head and call it the pineapple cocoa wop. I don't know. You see where I'm going with this? Why is everybody hating? Let me add to what I was saying. People rename hairstyles all day long. Look, Beyonce. Beyonce, she does this hairstyle, and now it's the little lemonade. But no one's going to get mad at her, right? So at the end of the day, this shouldn't be a race war this should be a human thing right everybody should be able to do it it's a human thing give that a shot not a race war who named beyonce's hair the lemonade is that a thing uh, beehive let me know i didn't know her hairstyle was called lemonade Uh, right Mm. i don't know about that coco but this just goes to show you that no one reads the captions underneath pictures. Otherwise, you would understand that this is not an issue. It's something that I do. It's a cocoism. Okay? Now, to the love out there. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I see it. I see all the comments. You know, power to you guys. Because I get this much love and that much hate. But sometimes just got to come in and say something about it because it's so disgusting that we should be like loving each other instead of hating on each other because of a hairstyle listen one that ain't no type of apology i don't know what the fuck she's talking about mm-hmm. um oh, she didn't come to apologize right here's the thing with coco though you are a person that is famous for copying the body of a black woman we not gonna pretend that it's something else because it's not all the implants and the, the titties and the booty shit and the way you dress and being around a hip-hop icon as your husband or fiance or pimp or whatever the fuck the relationship is and i don't mean that disrespectfully i literally don't know because right, i don't keep up with that shit right but uh, i know they had a tv show together i don't know if they married or not is what i'm saying and i know ice t credits himself as being a pimp and always talking dropping game i don't know what the relationship is all that shit to say man you can't want to be part of this culture and not understand this culture you can't want to be part of this shit and not take the critique of black women seriously you you can't do it you can't just chop it up to haters you never sounded whiter than you just did with the whole like these haters are coming for me and uh you know how it is we just should be loving each other like dog just be like my bad i didn't mean i shouldn't have named it i didn't know that that was a thing i didn't mean to take i'm not trying to take it away from anybody my fault the end and you know what i'm gonna keep it real and i'm just and this is me i don't care about what you do to your titties what you do to your ass but you i don't care what you do 
the problem is once you cross the line and and you name it or claim that you've had it first and, and that's when for when most black because most black people don't pay her ass no attention <coughs> most right. black women care less what you do care less who you married to who your husband is like just do you boo boo don't nobody care but you know when you come with with a hairstyle and you call it a swoosh and people going well bitch them just regular ass braids what are you talking about i mean you known for being the the white the pog come on like that's your thing it's like you the, the known as the white girl that got a black woman's body like that's your claim to fame the direct the accentuating it with the hairstyle you know even the caption on her instagram photo i call um um i call um duh d-a coco swoop you don't even talk like that like in that video just now you just sound like you listen i call um the coco swoop okay like you didn't talk like that you were super duper proper right now like we like just let it go just be like my bad is it that hard i mean it's not like it everybody gonna fucking forgive you i get it there are people that are gonna be like fuck that bitch forever but most of them already feel that way yeah they but do. the least you, i mean for the people that fuck with you the least you could do is be like yo my bad dog i really didn't mean that as a swipe at black people my fault you know i i won't call i won't say i invented this hairstyle anymore yeah no nobody even care about you calling your hairstyle names like you know most people the average person probably don't even follow you like i mean i I know she has a following but you know most people only said something uh, her name only crossed their lips is because of the this yeah i'm just saying just just take the l sometimes you gotta just take the l you're not gonna win Mm -mm, mm -mm. and you're definitely not gonna get everybody on that ah we just seem to love each other shit nobody's falling for that Mm -hmm. just be like my bad i I mean i mean unless you don't give a fuck then just don't say nothing because you still can ride this white thing on out just be like i don't give a fuck fuck them people and move on most people gonna side with you anyway you white you know what i mean most people gonna be like leave that woman alone she didn't do nothing what she can't get her hair done i already know that's what most responses were so just leave it at that man you know yeah and just and just do you but you know like i said just it's some lanes you just don't need to cross and you could have stayed over there where you were yeah she said oh and by the way i name all my all the braid styles i do even hairstyles with no braids it's a cute thing i do i have many weird cocoisms yeah you got roasted for it that's all you know uh especially if this is the first time people seen you name your hairstyle on um on instagram you know if you say you name them all but if this is the first time you know and of course uh, ice t came out and was talking shit to people uh someone said he's in the sunken place if he thinks people are mad at coco for wearing braids do you dig, dig deeper bruh he said what are you uh i guess who are you? i don't even know what this w word is for something are you talking about you sound something i don't know stupid maybe lol i honestly can't believe you motherfuckers are still talking about braids for three days lol bitch kick rocks i'm surprised you can read to another person who said no one has a problem with the picture the caption fucked it all up if you don't get that you're a f something fuck fuck boy maybe i don't know fuck nigga and then he replied bitch kick rocks i'm surprised you can read lol lucky she didn't put afro puffs in her hair and call them cocoa puffs the world might come to an end lol who gives a fuck yeah i mean to be honest if you to be honest he had the best response Mm -hmm. yep i said it his response is better than hers 
because he because he just did what i said you should do which is to be like fuck it rather than to sit up there and try to appease everybody because you not you already did the infraction and nothing you say is gonna go back like you might as well just be like fuck everybody then because well, you can just ride this out your iced tea and she's cocoa y'all can just be like who gives a fuck i knew y'all was gonna get mad when i did this shit yeah yeah they're, they're both of y'all right. yeah i ain't saying it's right but you know niggas don't care you ain't gotta fool me into thinking y'all care uh all right let's do uh how much time have we done shit 142 already where does the time go i always start these shows like man i ain't gonna be fucking with these niggas all night and then that's on you y'all 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 wanna know why the show be two and a half three hours that ain't me fine we'll end the show right now karen says we gotta go guys sorry but she don't want y'all to have no more show i was gonna play guess the race i was gonna do some sword ratchetness but uh karen uh said fuck y'all niggas so i guess until next time oh oh okay now you're shaking your head okay so you don't want to be the bad guy that's what i thought yeah Um, i'm I'm letting them know i don't control the time right right now that it's time for some guest the race that's right it's guest the race time now that it's time for some guest the race that's right it's guest the race time that's right it's time for guess the race the number one game show going across all the podcast land we read or play news articles from all over the globe and we ask our contestants today karen in the chat room to guess the race because i love you niggas and will give you more show and karen don't give a fuck now i never said that black man mm, you said it we heard no. them okay coco i did not say that you did we heard mm-hmm. through the lines we can read through the lines. You stop hating me with my cocoa swoosh. <laughs> Hater. Uh, a young mother who suffered a minor injury during a sex game died from a rare flesh-eating disease when medics failed to spot the condition. What? Care assistant Katie Whittleson, 24, uh, told doctors she had hurt her wrist after agreeing to be restrained by her boyfriend in the bedroom. She was diagnosed with a simple strain and sent home, but had to be rushed back to the hospital the following day when her condition worsened. The mother of one from Castle Vale in Birmingham was actually suffering from the flesh-eating bug, necrotizing fasciitis, and died from the bacterial infection shortly afterwards. Katie's partner, Chef Dean Smith, told the inquest that the couple had been living together for five and a half years and that she had a young child on new year's day this this year mrs whittleson went to work but later sent him a photograph of her wrist saying she was in a lot of pain and could not move it he went to the good she went to good hope hospital in sutton coldfield but was told she suffered a sprain and went home with painkillers the following morning she was still in pain and developed blisters she was rushed to the heartland hospital but suffered a heart attack in the ambulance wow miss smith told the inquest that his girlfriend had initially thought she had hurt her wrist when she was restrained during sex she said i do not remember much about it it was not anything we've ever done before uh assistant coroner emma brown explained that miss whittleson had attended good hope a and e department before midnight 
complaining to her nurse she suffered extreme pain in her left wrist she explained that she was unable to feel her fingers and the pain was spreading up her arm the coroner said her temperature heart and pulse rate were all abnormal therefore she ought to have been observed every 30 minutes but despite seeing two doctors and having an x-ray she was told she had a sprained wrist and was discharged Mm -hmm. and that's why whenever you kind of go to the yard like that they run fucking every test like like that's literally because they don't because you they literally set themselves up for a lawsuit because they were like why did you send her home and then she died uh the coroner told the hearing that miss whittleson should have been kept in the hospital undergoing major surgery as a result there were clear failures on both part of both of the doctors she said they flagrantly ignored the policy that that there was for the very situation katie found herself in her early warning score was six and should have resulted in regular ongoing observations and further investigations these were not carried out if katie had remained in the hospital it's clear that her death would have been avoidable these mistakes amounted to gross failure to provide basic medical attention katie's death was due to necrotizing fasciitis contributed to by neglect the coroner said there could be other explanations for the initial injury she had suffered but the most probable one was when she was restrained after the hearing miss whittleson's mother pat paid tribute to her beautiful daughter and said she had been devoted to helping others her husband david said the family intended to take legal action against the trust over the negligence mm-hmm. well, i'll be damned i'll sue you too i lose my family member mm-hmm. well guess the race karen oh white karen's going with white let's see what the rest of you motherfuckers say in the chat room fichet's gone wrong white oh white 50 shades of world war z white white i don't know any black people with this white white first a killer dick now a killer position sent home black white white the correct answer is white and one person got it wrong i don't know what they were thinking say mm-hmm. uh is it not showing up screen yet it is okay yeah she was white y'all real real mm-hmm. white um and i feel bad for i mean somebody gotta take care of a kid right so now her husband is a single father now if that's her boyfriend i mean husband that might just been a boyfriend i don't think i read that that was her husband oh i know they mentioned a husband did i okay not nah, boyfriend dean smith okay so she may have been married at some period of time okay i don't know but she got a young kid five-year-old daughter some freaky sex play laid to death y'all yeah because i know at the end you said her husband is good thing about pressing legal action probably uh the her first her husband and then if i got divorced that's some straight up like uh final destination death shit mm-hmm. uh so you do a fake cop was arrested for while trying to pose as a real cop white and he's tried to and he stopped an actual miami police officer a security guard a security guard who poses a miami police officer has been arrested after attempting to pull over a real cop milton morales perez 46 i take that back pulled up alongside officer kenya fallett as she drove along southwest 7th street near 13th avenue at 7 30 p.m last wednesday morales perez had rolled down his white ford mustang window and flashed a silver badge at Falat, a spokeswoman for the miami police department he had ordered her to stop using her cell phone to pull over 
police stopped the car fowler had been driving an unmarked vehicle but was in uniform at the time realizing morales perez wasn't a real cop she called for backup and two more officers arrived at the scene to arrest him uh when asked why he had been impersonating the officer and had a badge the hallel security guard said that he had seen Follett using her cell phone while driving he added that he had stopped her to add to add as it is very dangerous to be on the phone while driving morales perez was charged with one count of impersonating the police officer uh guess the race i'm going to go black morales perez karen's going black, black. let's check the chat room no oh wait a minute perez well nina's black and she's perez but i don't think i'm i'm gotta go against shanina i'm gonna go mexican or latino all right chat room says latino latino no let me see your papers latino latino top flight security and border patrol latino 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 he thought he was a white mexican mexican and what does this last one say uh i'm gonna go with euro cuban not to be confused with afro cuban the correct answer is everybody got it latino yeah he was definitely latino karen you pulled that one back from the brink you almost fucked yeah, that up like, wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute yeah two latino last names and you still almost said black right mm, what was you thinking uh is it showing in the chat yet yes there he yeah, is guy. yeah ain't that some shit i wonder how many other people he pulled over on some bullshit Mm-hmm. and who knows what else he be doing to people man i don't trust nobody faking like the laws Mm-mm. that's even worse than being the police faking like the police Come on. you could do anything to somebody man and there'd be no record of it shit. right i mean you could barely get a record with the real cops but shit at, at least you got something uh all right let's go to the bonus round um <laughs> Double the points and the race. Double the points and the race. That's right. Double the points, double the race, and the bonus round against the race. So far, Karen is actually two for two. Pulled it back from the brink to be two for two. Let's see if she can keep it up. All right. Bonus round time. Uh, Tampa Bay Times, another Florida story. Hmm. Uh, Largo, Pinellas County Sheriff Bob Gultieri fired a patrol deputy on thursday after a photo service that shows him boasting about an almost about almost shooting someone the photo posted sunday on the visual messaging app snapchat shows deputy austin Callis, 23 with the caption nothing like almost shooting someone to set your head right lol god i gate people with knives uh, i believe he meant to spell hate instead of gate gulteri said thursday the photo raises doubts about Callis's mindset on the job if you make that kind of statement you're not going to be employed here as a deputy sheriff because it calls into question your thoughts and your motives and certainly leaves a deputy in the agency in a very bad situation if something were to happen in the future bingo the firing marked the second time this week the questionable behavior by Pinellas deputy had come to light on tuesday the tampa bay times reported that sean pappas a former training division corporal resigned from the agency in february after investigators found a trove of racist sexist and pornographic images on his phone mm. the incident callous referred to in the photo occurred sunday morning according to a report callous responded to a domestic violence call at a home in dundon 
the dispatcher notified him that a woman involved in the call had armed herself with a knife and was alone in the garage when callus arrived a 36 year old man who called the sheriff's office told him another man 55 was fighting with his ex uh with his 26 year old girlfriend because she had lost the keys and cell phone on his way out of the house the caller said he heard objects being thrown around the room and thought they were pushing each other callus wrote in the report that he told the woman to come outside multiple times to no avail a backup deputy arrived and they found the woman at the garage door entrance the deputies ordered her inside at gunpoint and then told her boyfriend to come out of the house the woman told deputies she never armed herself with a knife and deputies didn't find weapons on either one callus didn't arrest anyone and closed out the call on the same day he posted the snapchat photo the sheriff's office first became aware of it on tuesday when a high school friend of callus reported that she was concerned about some snapchat photos he posted of himself both in and out of uniform according to the investigative file so who knows what other stuff we didn't see she also told the agency that callus and his girlfriend of two and a half years had broken up because he she was cheating on him and that callus was drinking heavily so she might have saved that woman's life around the same time florida department of law enforcement analyst noticed the photo circulating on social media along with the comments that's had anti-law enforcement sentiment according to an email from fdle to tampa bay area law enforcement agencies at the, as the photo made the rounds Gulteri said callus contacted sheriff's office lawyers to ask for legal advice on how to take action against the woman who reported him basically he was in cover yourself mode uh the sheriff said he was placed wednesday on administrative leave internal investigators spoke on several occasions with callus who confirmed that his friend what his friend said about his relationship but said he didn't drink the excess they offered him help through the employee assistance program and he declined callus could not be reached for comment thursday leading up to his hiring in november Gulteri said he had there was nothing of a concern in his psychological exam polygraph test or background check he was still under what is typically a year-long probation during which employees are not afforded the same disciplinary process as permanent employees well go terry said he doesn't imagine that would have made much of a difference callus who patrolled north pinellas county never said anything to mitigate go terry's concern about the photo which the sheriff said he inter- interpreted as if you shoot someone it's gonna make you feel better that's what it said uh the sheriff said there are other possible interpretations of the photo but several factors went into his decision to terminate callus his lack of an explanation the fact that he went to an agency lawyers for a situation inappropriate for their help and lol in the caption which signaled that to go terry that it wasn't a sobering revelation it's not my role to provide people with plausible excuses for what happens to be very serious misconduct he said and to give them a reason not to be held accountable for it guess the race of this uh officer austin callis white karen's going with white let me check the chat room see what you guys think no it just depends where you move in florida no okay white he is white wanted to join the roster of cops who got away with murder white his woman got the coco swoop white ha <laughs> got in trouble because he didn't kill white super open about using lethal force white white he was afraid for his life white whitey mcwhiterson white uh it this our place boys white the correct answer is white <laughs> nobody missed that one and he was white as fuck yeah no! he also took the picture like it was uh one of those like dating app pictures or something you know like he was trying to be a little sexy with it or something oh shit you see it is it showing mm-hmm. up like look at that picture don't it look like he got them come here the eyes right he got the little phrase you can do on snapchat hey girl 
let me commit a homicide and feel better about myself oh lord on duty on duty i like to shoot a shot and then shoot a shot up in you oh no mm-hmm. that's what i'm into killing people and then killing that pussy oh no that's not the same oh no uh all right uh let's do uh sword ratchet this guys A man attacked his mother's boyfriend with a samurai sword. Oh no. A mother and her son were both arrested late Tuesday afternoon, Tuesday night after the son attacked his mother's boyfriend with what the police say was a samurai sword. Police say Dennis Anthony Burgess, 29, was arguing with his mother's boyfriend. Burgess went towards the man with a samurai sword, striking the man several times. Police say that Burgess raised the sword over his hand like a ba- over his head like a baseball bat and told the boyfriend that he was going to cut his head off. The report says, despite being hit multiple times, the man was not hurt. How is that possible? Mm-hmm. Teresa Ann Hartzell must have been a reverse blade sword. I don't know. 48 grabbed the sword from her son and hit him several times, cutting her finger. So everybody was hitting each other. Mm-hmm. he learned it from you you okay ah! harcel and burgess were both charged with assault with a deadly weapon both were given 500 dollars bond Mm-mm-mm. white Everybody... i don't have any pictures okay. that that shit happened in charlotte does wbtv that covered that mm-hmm. all right man tomorrow is seven guys are y'all ready to talk about it hmm? are you ready to be about it because we're gonna have miss smart in the house me and karen gonna be in the house and it's gonna be on yes drones time y'all all right we'll talk to y'all tomorrow until then i love you i love you too Mwah. Mwah.